It's a hot one. It's a hot one. Like seven inches from the midday sun. I hear okay. you whispering the words, melts everyone, but you stay so cool. Jealous seven of inches. the words? Or... Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard it said seven inches from the midday sun. That's so sexual. Um, seven inches. Interesting. Seven it? inches is, I think, intrinsically sexual for some reason. I don't <laughs> understand why. I won't go into it. It might be the heat stroke. You guys, this <laughs> is Urgent Care. It is not a podcast where we dissect Matchbox 20 lyrics or rather Rob Thomas lyrics featuring Santana. Oh, my God. I'm already spiraling. It is a podcast wherein I, Joel Kim Booster, and my co-host, Mitra Johari. Give we advice. take your calls and your emails <laughs> and we give advice. I was I it's it's already off to a rough start. I could tell you were trying to go for like sort of like a rhythmic back and forth thing, but I, I just didn't really know what you wanted from me. So I figured mm-hmm. I'll just get out of your way. Let you do yeah, your thing. You sort of sensed you sensed what I wanted, but you didn't know sort of the you didn't know the sport. You know, you knew I wanted to play a game, but you didn't know the sport. And yeah. so you said, I don't know the shape of the ball. I can't. What instruments am I using? Yeah. And you sort of gracefully bowed out. And I appreciate that. Thank you. you. Yeah. The best thing you can do when you're feeling a little lost is completely give up. So <laughs> 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 that's sort of the message, the vibe. Um, how are yeah. you, Joel? So the message of the vibe of this podcast is we do try and help people. But as you can probably tell from the minute and a half of the podcast that you've listened to thus far, <laughs> um, we barely have our own lives together. We barely know how to speak. English. So, you know, it's up to you if you that's take because, our advice. Well, that's because we're both foreign. Buyer beware. <laughs> Buyer beware. Um, <sighs> so, Mitra, how are you? Okay, so I actually asked you that and then you didn't answer. Um, I can, but- Mitra, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie to you. You're very quiet right now. I, I am? don't know if it's, I don't know. D- producer Dana shaking her head. Um, for Is every- this better? For everyone at home. Um, Mitra, can you still hear me? Is this better? Wow. Um, so a lot of things just happened mm-hmm. um, in 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 our little intro. Mitra was too quiet. My entire internet went out at the same time. We're having a lot of technical difficulties here in Southern California. Devastating energy on today's podcast, which honestly usually bodes well. Usually when we both enter mm-hmm. the podcast in a dark place, it goes well. It's when at- we're happy that things sort of go off the rails. Exactly. At our most chaotic is when we give our best advice, I would say. (laughs) Joel, how are you? Um, I'm 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 good. (laughs) Really? I'm sort I'm sort of like I'm so frazzled because we've had to restart this podcast 18 different times for (laughs) for various reasons. And so that's that's a little concerning and I'm a little hot. Um, but other than that, I'm sort of a blank slate right now. Uh, all the th- like I've sort of this is a good week. I've had some on like last week had we recorded. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. You would have had just a little slug next to you recording a podcast, a little slimy little slug with um, very low emotions. But I don't know. Um, I, I made it out to the beach here in California for the first time, which was nice and pleasant and That's great. Um, felt good to be outside next to the ocean. And yeah, and that I think has brightened my spirits. I don't know. I'm just feeling good. I'm feeling optimistic. I'm feeling glad that the summer is almost over. Does that, God. Feel, does that sound weird? No, I think like... I I'm I mean I'm I certainly in my limited experience with COVID and quarantine, uh, the saddest I felt has definitely been over the summer of like, just the the desperation to do anything other than mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I'm looking forward to the it being even just slightly cooler and feeling justified in staying in my house rather than the need to leave it. 
I have just such a connotation of being around people specifically around summer. I'm, and this is not a creative thought. Okay. I, I'm not a spe- special snowflake saying this, but like summer is for people. Fall is for three people. Winter is for me. You know, that's sort of. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I that's how I sort of delineate the seasons in my brain. And so for me, it's been very difficult to live through this. I'm excited to get to fall where three people is sort of the norm for me anyways. And that's sort of what is right and, and just and, and good anyways. So I don't know. I, I'm, I think one more one more month and then we're on to sweater weather. And that is going to be great. <laughs> how about you, Meech? Um, kind of similar. I'm, I sort of have like a little bit of a, like a, an emotional hangover this week. I spent a lot of last week outside and in Mm. like more wide open spaces than usual, which was very wonderful. And now I am back in my bedroom, um, doing (laughs) sort of the same shit. So, um, yeah, I mean, the last week was really rejuvenating and I think, you know, I, I was sort of having a real sort of depression spiral the past few weeks and feeling sort of stuck and sad and, and just doing, wow, you covered it way better than I did. I think, I don't even think you mentioned that you were depressed on the podcast and I can't wait to tell people how sad I am. Well, I, I think for me, it like, I am really not in touch with myself and my emotions. I really push through things and I don't really realize how sad I was until I stopped being sad Mm. especially right now because I'm in my bedroom all day I everything sort of just feels like this like everything kind of feels like the same and the 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 waves are all um they they all feel exactly like each other so it kind of took me getting out of my routine to be like oh my god I am so sad (laughs) Uh, but now that I'm aware of it, it feels worse than ever. So. Yeah, you're you're going through exactly what I went through when I left and came back on my little sh- sojourn. And you expect it to re-energize you, but it doesn't. It really, really doesn't. Yeah, it just sort I think of confronts it, you with all the sameness. Well, and I think also like the the depressing heat wave where I was like, okay, when I when I get back to my place, I'm going to make such an effort to be outside as much as possible. Safely, of course, but I'll be outside as much as possible. And then I got here and it was like, I feel like I'm going to pass out after <laughs> I've been outside for like 30 seconds. <laughs> you know, nothing unique, but I think like, I I kind of miss not really being aware of my emotional state. <laughs> that yeah. was sort of a, a beautiful bliss where I thought mm-hmm. I was actually managing pretty well. And yeah. in fact, I wasn't, but I was so, I was managing it so poorly that I wasn't even aware that I wasn't managing it. Yeah. Um, yeah so that's and that, beautiful. that again is sort of the ethos of the podcast. <laughs> nothing, nothing original, but we're not managing it well, you know? <laughs> well... That's true. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm sort of just gazing off into the middle distance after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes we do help people. And that's a perfect segue into um, some updates that we received. I believe it's just two little two little emails that we're going to mm-hmm. read right now. Um, I'll read this first one. Thank um, you. Hey, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. This is an update from Dwight Rude, a classic Mitra name, <laughs> if I've ever heard it. I don't remember the other name you got, you gave me. I was the caller who was complaining. Uh, yeah, and that is a shame. That's a classic Joel name. Wow. Unmemorable Joel name. <laughs> Unmemorable Joel name. Or maybe too complicated, too complex for him to remember. Maybe that's, that's true. Sort of, I was sort of soaring to an intellectual yeah. height uh, uh-huh. too high for the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'm, you know, a lot of people say I'm too smart for our listeners. Um, um, yeah. No one's ever said that. The I was Ayn the co- Rand of podcasting. <laughs> How dare you? Fuck you. I'm signing off. Um, I was I was the caller who was complaining about my boring coworkers at the j- office job that I had just gotten. Y'all told me I was being harsh and not compassionate towards these people. And I realized that you were right. I live in an extremely conservative area in Kentucky. And as an openly gay man, though not at work, pre-workplace equality, I went into the job expecting to not like my coworkers from the start. So I took your advice and tried to be more friendly and ask questions questions about their lives. This almost immediately led to two of my coworkers coming to me every morning to talk shit about their kids. This was absolutely amazing at first and made the day 
became much more entertaining, but it soon took a sharp turn into them feeling comfortable enough to make bigoted comments about their kids, friends, and partners to me. Obviously, this is not acceptable, though I strangely feel like it's somehow partly my fault. Thankfully, we started working from home in March, and I no longer have to see or talk to them on a day-to-day basis. Even more great news, I'm leaving for grad school this month and won't have to be associated with them at all anymore, so I guess it all worked out. Thank you for reading this, and I love you both so, so equally. (gasps) What a roller coaster. I guess I just want to say to this person, first of all, that it's not your fault uh, for trying to approach your coworkers with empathy. I would say, if anything, it is our fault. It's our fault. (laughs) We we encourage them to ask questions. They ask questions. It went horribly, and I think that is sort of on us. (laughs) I think more importantly, it went well, and then it went horribly. Yeah. And that we can't control. In fact, I think the the I only take responsibility for the it went well part. I take no responsibility for the it went poorly parts. Um, And that's That's my life. And that's how I live it. You know, I actually will adopt that uh, perspective as well, because I'll do whatever a man tells me to do, I guess. Great. <laughs> as I love- you should. And, you know, I want this person maybe to follow up and just let us know a little bit of like the shit talk that you were hearing about the kids. That was yeah. funny because I feel like that would be fun for us. And, you know, we'll 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 gladly read it on the pod or we won't. But um, yeah. I would love to hear some shit talk. We can never guarantee what we will or won't read on the pod. And, um, you know, most likely you won't do it and we won't remember. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> but what we can guarantee that we'll read on the pod is this next update. Hi, Joel and Mitra. Mitra and Joel from Katie Scarum. Um, so this was kinda... this was the little boy. This was the boy in the Midwest who the jocks, presumably straight jock, was like flirting with him. And he was mm-hmm. worried that they were doing Well, Maybe I am just projecting. I said that it sounded like a prank. The beginnings of a prank, a Carrie-esque yes. prank. And, um, and, you know, there was like possibly a prank or possibly someone exploring yes. in a way that was not considerate of our caller. So either way, we said, distance yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you both for the wonderful advice and perspective you two provided on my annoyingly Midwestern situation. Here's what went down. I employed the Joel Kim, don't touch me, booster technique of <laughs> reacting the next time he touched me. When he asked what was going on, I simply said, stop. Let it be noted that I didn't make any "Mm," sounds, but I did jerk away and he hasn't spoken to me since. As a busy Deborah said, once a straight guy, always a straight guy. Before the pod, I was just going to let everything fester inside me. I can happily say that you both helped me significantly. Mitra. Don't read any of this. Don't read this. This is too. This is just compliments now. But there's a really sweet compliment about okay, Joel. Okay, okay. Mitra, continue to be Mitra. And Joel, please don't let my juvenile objectification define you. You're an amazing, accomplished man with an insurmountable sense of humor. <laughs> Feel free to send any single gay guys my way. Thank you both for the help, and I appreciate the name. Wow. Um, I won't let your objectification define me. And... <laughs> I am sa- I am like worried that my sense of humor is insurmountable um, in that it sounds like an obstacle to get to know me and know my heart. Um, and that well, is actually it's so beautiful to watch true. you twist a truly sweet compliment. Something <laughs> that is an insult from every angle. So. <laughs> it's my one true skill. So on as we try to untangle my gender identity, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll get into your calls and emails. Wow, I'm sweating so much. I truly feel like I'm going to pass out. Oh. <laughs> and we're back. We really <laughs> honestly, can I tell you something? We actually never left. We and never I spent, left. I spent the entire break complaining and... Ain't that the truth? <laughs> okay. It is. I can attest. She complained. Oh my God. She complained about all of you guys. She said, these fucking losers don't have a mind of their own, have I'm to call so, into us every week. So sick of people calling in. How about don't call in for a change? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dana, Dana, please play the first voicemail. Okay, guys. So I moved back to my hometown, yes. got my own apartment. Yes. Okay. And then I met this girl named became my girlfriend. We were together for seven months. And uh, now I'm in a dilemma because what happened is one of my friends from my childhood, you see, she was kind of my first crush when I was a teenager, you know, all that, that good part of life, right, where you have no idea what you're doing. And uh, in that time frame, this girl had gotten married, had kids, whatnot, but fast forward, to me living in my hometown again and with this girl 
been together for maybe four months at this point, so we're going backwards a little bit. And then all of a sudden I find out that the childhood love interest gets divorced, and suddenly she texts me after not texting me for like a decade of my life. I had moved on and closed that chapter a long time ago. But now, suddenly, I have this like hinging in my soul of wondering if I should text her back. Is it worth it? I don't know. Is it a terrible decision? You know, because inevitably it could cause problems. Anyway, thanks for the advice. Wow. A a Um, true ghost. Um, Quick note, Dana slash Ryan, can we bleep out his name just in case? Just in case. First names. I don't know. It seemed like a real name. Yeah. And it's not it's 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 she's she's not agreeing to be on this podcast. Yeah. um, So I have a name. Okay. I have a name pitch. Um, sweet home Aladrama. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Sweet really, home sweet home Aladrama is how I would. Sweet home. Want to sweet say home Aladrama. <laughs> Already Starring a lot of singing in this app. <laughs> this is a juicy one. This is a juicy one, and this yeah. is great. You know, not a lot of straight guys call in. Not a lot of straight guys. I know about. 70% of our callers are gay men who have gay various high <laughs> gay high schoolers who have various like levels of sexual dysfunction for whatever reason yeah. they want us to solve. And then I would like like lesbian college students. Lesbian college students <laughs> and women who should break up with their boyfriends and are getting their our permission to yes. do so basically. <laughs> That's basically how our our callers normally break down. So I was really intrigued by this. A man calling with what sounds like a ghost on the other line, too. Yes, it's, it's in a spirit. man trapped in a wind tunnel. So first of all, get out of that wind tunnel. Get out of the wind tunnel. First thing. First things first. Okay. Um and then and after you're out of the wind tunnel. Secondly, what are you gonna say? Well, I think you should do it. I think you should yeah. throw it all away and call you know? this and text this girl back. Yeah, I um, you know. I would say that um, Joel is normally uh, king of chaos, and I mm-hmm. would like to um, this week be queen of chaos and uh, encourage you to text this person because we're in the middle of a pandemic and it sounds really fucking fun and like a lot of drama and it'll get your heart racing and you clearly want to do it and you should just do it. Well, and can I also just say really quickly too that just like when you call and leave a voicemail, I believe this gentleman also left an email, sent us an email as well. Um, and in both the email and in this voicemail, the details that you do because you do this sort of quickly. I don't think this was. I think this was a. This was not a thought out. Like he was like thinking about calling us for days. I think he just did this on his lunch break, and the detail with which he gives the girl from high school Mm -hmm. and the feeling and the tone of voice that he has when he starts talking about her versus bleep the name again. You know, it it was like, man, I've been dating this girl for seven months, seven months, not long enough, not long enough for me to not consider true love from high school. And it's like, you have to know when you're texting hometown divorcee that you are a rebound um she knows you're Mm. in town she's texting you because she's just got divorced and she like i think clearly you're both on each other's minds um i will say like if it's this easy to be like i'm gonna throw it all away for my hometown crush um you should maybe consider breaking up with your girlfriend and yeah either way either way um because i mean i'm 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 all in on you, like, living your rom-com life, but not at the expense of someone who uh, has followed you to your hometown. Yeah, it sounds like you need to stop wasting this girl. Or not followed you, but you, yeah. met, you met her in the hometown, I guess. Um, it just sounds like, in general, you're ready to move on. And whether it's with this, whether it's with a fantasy of uh, a, a what might have been with your high school sweetheart, or just you sound done. It doesn't sound like something that's bringing you a lot of passion and a lot of love right now. And I would evaluate that. For yeah, sure. I get like I get sort of sending that um, self-destructive text. But if it feels like it progresses somewhere more than that, I don't know. I would think about 
just think about the the other person in this equation. But don't get me wrong, honey. I've been emailing people, every single person that I've ever met in my entire mm-hmm. life during quarantine, <laughs> just to see well, what they're up to. <laughs> and and then not to cut a kibosh on this, but that's dangerous too. That just made me think: what if this girl is just sending out text messages, sort of indiscriminately to every guy she's ever sort of hooked up with or or dated before too? So there is some caution. Yeah, you might not be uh, special or unique in receiving this text. So I would also uh, give that a little bit of that. But you also might be the only person getting it. I don't know. It's a bit of a mess. It sounds like it could be a fun mess, but... um... Smash send. Smash send. (laughs) Yeah, I think... I mean, smash send. You're going to text back. Like, if you haven't texted back by the time this comes out, I... I, You know, I'm going to bet... 20 bucks that you've already smashed in by the time this comes out. Oh. And if if she if you haven't, then Mitro will Venmo the charity of your choice, even if it's a bad one, even if it's one <laughs> that is taking food from people who need it. Okay. Yeah, I will even Venmo. If you, she, you're going to she'll, she'll Venmo Mark Zuckerberg himself. <laughs> I will donate $20 to the Forever 21 of your choice. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of need it. Retail was hit hard, babe. Okay, let's move on. Please let us know how this goes, but let's move on. And of course, all proceeds from this month's urgent care will be going to Forever 21. (laughs) Forever 21. (laughs) Oh, just when you need a top that will disintegrate into the wind after you wear it one time. All right, here is the email. I'll read it. Brave. Okay. Oh, okay. Hi, J and M, M and J. During Corona, I have been so bored that I made fake profiles on two dating hookup apps. I have been using photos from a guy who I tangentially knows Instagram. I happen to match with a celebrity and have been talking to them for months. I told this person from the beginning that I'm not looking to meet up during COVID, so that hasn't been an issue because they feel the same way. At first, it was just cool to match with a celeb and then try to get to know them as a person. It turns out we actually get along really well and I like talking to them, but I kind of feel guilty for leading them on, not being truthful, but at the same time don't care because I told them we will probably never meet anyway. It seems we are both getting company out of this, which is nice. I also feel bad for using this other guy's photos, but I haven't done any harm, right? Not sure what I should do, if anything. Is this not harmless fun? Uh, is uh, Let me know what you think. Um, okay. I have a name pitch. <gasps> um, okay, so it's a catfish situation. Mm-hmm. Catfish makes me think of tuna, makes me think of the sea, makes me think of being af- afraid to use your pictures, chicken of the sea. Wow, I love that. <laughs> okay, so this is um, chicken of the sea. And Mitra, I would like you to, to begin with this one because I need to modulate my feelings on this a little bit. Um, I think that you are totally doing harm uh, person who emailed us. Uh, I think that um, you're lying, you're catfishing, and this is a person, and it's unkind to pretend to be someone that you're not. Um, that's my stance on that. Um, I think I think this sort of thing of like we're both getting company out of this is sort of positing yourself as maybe doing this person a favor. But I think any sort of relationship that's based on a lie is uh, I don't know. I, it's it's there's an imbalance of power and it's like, I understand the fun of being like, Oh my God, I'm messaging with a celeb, but you're lying to a person. So that's sort of my stance, not really a funny uh, chaos making thing. And, you know, I know we're full of contradictions on the pod, but I, I do think, you know, especially since you're connecting emotionally, I think it's a betrayal of trust. Yeah. And I would also like to speak on behalf of the guy whose photos you're using. Like he has like, and I doubt you got permission to use his photos, but that's shitty too. Like that is a person that is like, does not want to have anything to do with this situation. And yeah. it is so, I have been catfished so many times. I've been catfished so many times in quarantine, Mitra. I have to tell you, I've been tricked. I've been hoodwinked every single time when my, back when my, I, I love this a recurring theme is my nudes ending up on the internet. But back when that happened, it was a catfish situation as well. And somebody using someone else's photos um, and it sucks. Have it you, really um, does have you had suck. your photos used before? My photos, are, yes, my, my photos have been used constantly all over the world on Tinder. I get sent pictures from screenshots of someone was in Munich using my photos recently. They said I was 22 years old. So in that case, I said, don't report them. Um, <laughs> they yeah, can that, stay. That, but, happened, um, that has our, happened to 
wit before and it was very upsetting um yeah to it's me weird because somebody thought that like it we had to have a conversation about whether or not like wit was on tinder and like i never thought that he was but it but it was a situation where someone was posting photos of my boyfriend being on the internet mm-hmm. um and i I knew that that was not the case because they were saying that he was using it in, in, on a trip that I was with him on. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, whatever. But all that to say, like, um, yeah, there, I think there's like multiple violations happening here. Um, yeah. um, and, you know, if the person whose photos you're using is down to, uh, you know, <laughs> Uh, then it's a rom-com then, then it's just it's a, a rom-com, rom-com and... then it's a rom-com honey here's the thing is and and we've been skirting around it is that the person that's talking to you your appearance as you've presented it i'm assuming you've shared multiple photos with this person or you've used multiple photos with this person they think that's who they're talking about and or talking to and even if the substance of your conversations is you at the end of the day your physical appearance is a component of the way this person is feeling about you. And so you, unless you're, and you're, there's an intrinsic, this is a relationship built on a very integral lie. And so I think like, if you want to feel good about any relationship, any sort of company that you're making over quarantine, you got to use your own pictures, bud, or use a site where there is no pictures and it's just chatting. I don't know if that site exists outside of you've got mail, but like figure it out because this is not right. It's not right. And I'm sorry if uh, this is, you know, we're being harsh, but it's wrong. I mean, yeah, it, you know, uh. I don't like it. <laughs> it is strange. It is strange how how often this happens. And it's it's strange that there's so little it's it's strange. It seems so wrong on its face that I am surprised that anyone would even sort of try and twist their 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 selves into a knot trying to justify it. But yeah, and it's like just because you said like there, there there's you're not doing this person any favors by giving them someone to talk to uh, no. if the person that they're talking to doesn't completely exist. That's it's mean. It's yeah. <laughs> Cause like quarantine's going to end. What if this person falls in love with you? What then? What if this yeah. person wants to come and visit you in the city? What then? Like, I know you're, you keep hedging this by saying like, it's Corona and like, we'll never meet, but like, you don't know how things are going to escalate in this. And if, and yeah, you need to block that person and, and start a new count with your own photos. That's what I say. Me too. Okay, we're going to do a move on. Let's or, do a call. Yeah, let's do a call. Let's do a call and then we'll do a break after the call. How about that? Call. Is that okay with you? That's okay with me. Okay. <laughs> okay, call. Roll it up. Roll it, Dina. Hi, Joel and Mitra, Mitra and Joel. I'm going to try to say this really fast. So, <laughs> um, I have like an Instagram analogous to Mitra Ceramics Instagram where I make cakes for people who commission them. Yeah. And um, this girl who, like, I follow, she follows me, like, I don't really know her, but I think she's cool vibe. She DM'd my cake account and, like, asked me for a cake. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, like, I will definitely make you a cake, like, blah, blah, blah. And then (laughs) I was, like, hanging out with my ex in a very friend capacity, and I knew he was, like, mutual friends with this girl. And I mentioned to him, like, oh, like, that person asked me for a cake. And then he comes back with, oh, yeah, like, she and I have been casually dating, and I showed her your cake account. And I'm like, at first I was like, that's fine. But now I'm like, is that weird? And knowing him, he probably didn't tell her that I'm his ex. So my question is, should I still make her the cake? And also, why is he dating someone I'm not me not no i don't mean like why is he not dating me why am i not dating someone i was the good one okay <laughs> bye <laughs> obsessed <laughs> i am obsessed with this person i'm obsessed with their their late in the game spin out really was doing well throughout the call and then yes. completely lost their mind at the end and Off i respect rails that. Love respect that. that like nothing else so what are we going to name this person obviously we've got she's a cake boss um mm-hmm. she's I was saying, like like so i was saying like 
this this isn't it but like ace of cakes like x of cakes or like x of cakes <laughs> see x of cakes is a play on ace of cakes which is not a phrase or a saying that ace i'm of familiar cakes. With. isn't that a show oh it is hold on now i'm scared isn't it oh my god did i just make up the name of a show no ace of cakes it's a show on food network okay wow okay. that was like a, that was dark for me for a moment that i would just make up a cake show um okay but it, i wouldn't put it past you okay it's, no, it would certainly be the weirdest thing you've ever done on this podcast make up a cake show no it's fair and i don't feel gaslit because <laughs> nothing that i say is real <laughs> for you for once mitra does not feel gaslit by me and that is a banner day on me on urgent care um yeah and you know you're not feeling gaslit when you say that you don't feel gaslit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um i'm oh, trying to think cakes? Right? <laughs> <laughs> mm, i feel like i love this call so much and her call and her name is x of cakes <laughs> x of cakes <laughs> We in uh, some ooh some da producer Dana is saying something with fondant, fond. Okay, you're gonna have to give us more than that. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're gonna send us Great off British. track. <laughs> um. So. X of cakes. X I guess cakes, it is. Listen, but X we, of we, cakes in parentheses. Something with fondant. Something with fondant. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, we're we're sort of pushing forward with we've we've been notified by Earwolf that um about 45% of our podcasts is naming the callers and they <laughs> they've asked us to cease. They've asked us to cease and desist and they said you just got to shit or get off the pot. Mm -hmm. And um in this case it's a real shit or get off the pot situation. Um so <laughs> X of cakes. And I, I want to be clear. I, I heard, I, I hear you at home. I have not offered anything better. Okay. <laughs> what I was going to say was tell me. cake girl boss, but we've done so many girl boss related I things know. that it's so tough, but that's okay, why my brain this? goes there. X of cakes in parentheses, something with a fond in it in parentheses inside of those parentheses. Brackets. Cake girl boss. <laughs> cake girl boss. Okay. <laughs> So we I think all, we have our title of that. I think we have our title, <laughs> July. Um, he will do it. Um, I know. He and will that's do it. Radical and we'll see acceptance, it. It's radical acceptance. If I ever heard of it. So um, here's there's one piece of information I guess that's missing that's sort of integral to me in this story that will sort of color how I see her, how aggressive her this girl's actions are. Does she, because he's saying we're casually dating right now. And mm -hmm. that I have come to find through many relationships with straight men can mean a lot Anything. of different things. Yeah, truly not a lot of, of concrete meaning behind we're casually dating when a straight guy says this of, of a woman. And so they might just be like fucking and that's how she sees it. And she's like, this scrub that I fuck is friends with a, a girl who makes gorgeous cakes. And I love one of her cakes. And in that case, I sort of feel like, why penalize this bitch? You know, like, Completely. give her the cake. But it's also, so wh where my mind went is like, she does know. And he has like mentioned you as an ex. And it's her trying to be like, cool in a really weird way. Be like, no, no, I'm cool. I'm buying a cake from the artisan ex-girlfriend to show like how awesome and open I am to <laughs> my guy's past or something. I don't know. I, it just feels like weird coincidences. And it's like, why would he bring up like his cake ex-girlfriend just to be like someone that I like, he'd be like, what was it? What's he going to say? Like someone that I know randomly makes cakes. Well, maybe know. they were watching Ace of Cakes on Food Network and he <laughs> said, wow, I know somebody who should be on this show. Look at her Instagram. You know? Yeah. It sounds like she's good. She's good at what she does. And I, I guess that is like a confusing aspect of it is like why he would show her this new girl the cakes. Like it's weird post-coital conversation to be like, here's this girl's cakes. You, you know? But like ultimately... I feel like somehow he's the one who should be penalized and not this girl. Yes. Like if, if she's asking you to make like an engagement cake for her and your ex, then I can understand not giving her the cake. But overall, I think I'm pro give her the cake. Maybe she's cool. Maybe she's not. Make some money off of it. And also like if she brings the cake to your ex's house, maybe you get to just eat your own yeah. cake. 
I will say it changes everything if he if it's so many things have to be true. It has to be true that they are in fact casually dating. It has to be true that he did in fact tell you, tell her that you are his ex-girlfriend and you make these cakes. And if those both are true and she asked you for a cake, she is psycho. Stay away from her, you know? Yes. But I just don't think that both of those things are true. It seems so unlikely that both of those things are a yes. And so I think it's okay. And I think it could solve her problem, too. You make a great cake for this hot girl who's out in the town sleeping around. And guess what? She posted on her Instagram. Some of the guys sort of go to your page. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and that's you know, your I problem. do think I do think like I, I do agree that I think she doesn't know that you used to date because you guys still hang out. And I bet he's not going to say that you're his ex mm. since you're still hanging out because yep. he wants like I bet he wants her to not know as long as possible. Yeah, because he's a real fucking dirtbag. I don't know this guy, but I don't like him. I'm I'm really creating a narrative where this guy is a dirtbag. Yeah. And, and I think she thinks it's thinks that it would be a cute thing for her to order a cake. And she has no idea that you're his ex. She's and an also, innocent flower. Can I just say? You are the good one. Yeah, you, you are. You are the good one. You are the fucking good one. You are the good one. You have a cake account? You sound hot as shit. Send are us you kidding your cake me? account. Yeah, send <laughs> us the cake account. We just for us. We want to we Mitra and I want to look at it. At the very least, we would like to see your cake account and at most we would like to patronize it. So mm-hmm. send us the information. Um, you're the good one and you should make her the cake. You're the good one. X of cakes, parentheses, something with fondant, brackets. Cake girl boss. <laughs> close brackets, close parentheses. Okay. <laughs> let's let's recover from that with a break. And then mm-hmm. when we get back, we've got a couple more things to talk about before the end of the episode. Sad. Sad. And we're back. There with, she is. You guessed it. An email. Okay. Which I'm gonna give it your turn. We'll read. Thank you. Dear Jolyn Mitra, I'm a 24-year-old woman who ID'd as bisexual since who who who's ID'd as bisexual since I was around 13. However, during this quarantine and all this time for self-reflection, re- wow, I'm struggling. I've recently come to the realization that I may not be bisexual, but a lesbian. I attribute a lot of this self-discovery to some stumbling upon the Am I a Lesbian Master Doc and browsing <laughs> subreddits for discussing compulsory heterosexuality. As a Korean-American person who was raised by a fundamentalist Christian family, hi, Joel, Hi. I'm still struggling with my internalized homophobia, but at this point, I think my queerness and love for women can no longer be denied. The problem is that I'm in a committed hetero relationship with a man going on five years this fall, whom I still hold a deep love and respect for, but I'm now unpacking that maybe my feelings for him are more platonic than romantic and sexual. I've come out to him as bisexual years ago, but now I think I have to come out to him again, and I'm terrified of the potential fallout. What do you have advice for? What advice do you have for a baby Gaijin re-coming out to your straight partner and coming out to a family? Thanks for all you do. Mm. Uh, um, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. So she's Korean, kimchi, kimchi <laughs> loves women. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 that that's real that more than anything is your trademark is like uh, like did she <laughs> it is true it is true i love a scansion i love yeah i love yeah. sort of a rhyme um a, a lot of mine are basically just rhyme based um <laughs> but do you got anything better no you, do you I'm have anything out i'm just pointing out a pattern that i accept and love yeah Hambok, um, you're no, <laughs> no, kimchi. It's kimchi. Um, full name kimchi loves women. Um, mm-hmm. and this is a really tough one. Um, mm-hmm. this is a really heavy one to sort of lead us back in from this break. Boy, I wish we took a little bit of a nap before jumping back in because <laughs> boy, oh boy, this is tough. But I think. We don't have any great answers for you. First of all, I don't mean to speak for me. Watch, she solves your problem. But I will say, (laughs) I think um, you owe it to this guy to have this conversation sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think that he is the one you need to have the conversation first, even before your family. Yes. I, I mean, the nightmare would be that you tell your family and then they 
say something to your boyfriend before you get a chance to mm-hmm. or something like that. Not that, you know, whatever. But I, you know, I, I think this is really hard. Like there are so many different ways to love somebody and it sounds like you are, you need a sexual love and chemistry with the person yeah. that you're with. Not everybody needs that. Some people can have a truly romantic love that is not sexual that's not you so and it sounds like that's probably not your partner too because you know i feel like you probably would have said so if that was was the case so Can assuming I... you go no you go you finish that thought. i was just gonna say assuming that what i'm saying is true then you absolutely owe it to your partner who you love and have deep adoration and respect for to tell him that you are not sexually attracted to him yeah. because you know, you, it doesn't take away from the love that you have, but for it is sure. a different love than it sounds like your partner has for you. And you need to be honest about that. And I actually don't even know if you need to break up with him under the auspices of coming out on top of that, because I think maybe you need to separate these two um, experiences because they're both going to be somewhat traumatic, I think. And I don't think rolling them into one is necessarily the answer for you. You love and respect him, but you, you ha- your feelings are more that are more platonic than romantic and sexual. That I think is if that's where you're co- like, that is a fine way to break up with someone. You know, I mean, it's going to suck for him no matter what. But like, I think if you're still you're still sort of struggling with the coming out aspect of it, then I think maybe give yourself some time alone, you know, do all the things you need to do to prepare yourself for this breakup, you know, make sure you have a place to go and stay and that you'll you'll be able to be stable, break up with him. And then, you know, the journey, everyone's journey of coming out is so different. Sometimes it takes years to get to everybody, you know, like some people are sending e-blasts and some people it's very, it's a slow walkout. And I think it's definitely, you know, it sounds like you're out as bi already. And so that is, it's, it's, it, it can maybe feel exhausting to you to have to do that all over again. And I don't think you necessarily have to immediately in the context of your relationship. I think maybe just sort of severing ties with him at first and then, you know, later on coming out when you're ready to him and and to your family. Does that sound good? Does that make sense? Yes, I think so. I mean, it's like, you know, we can who who knows what this person needs and what this person's going to do, but I do think it's really helpful to know that like you don't have to do everything at the same time. But but this is someone that you've been with for a long time and you have to imagine that this is somebody who like though very sad will hold space for you and ultimately, you know, be sad to lose a partner, but hopefully in time be happy that you have a better understanding of yourself and what you want. And as someone who has been in, you know, not a five-year relationship, but been in a situation like this, it was sad and it was hard because, you know, finding out that someone's love for you is different than your love for them is incredibly difficult. Um, But you still love that person and you want them to have the life that they deserve to have and the love that they deserve to have. So I would go into this assuming that that is what your partner thinks of you and wants for you. And with regard to your family, you know, I famously came out very young and it was not by choice. And so I don't have a lot of direct um, sort of advice to give you read that. But uh, speaking to some friends who I do know who have come out later in life, uh, one friend in particular gave me this sort of tidbit that I think is really helpful in this case is you come out to your family, especially as an adult, when it becomes their business. You know, mm-hmm. and and that can mean a lot of different things, you know, like if you're some people, it means like if they ask like, hey, like, you know, are you dating any guys right now? You can say immediately, no, I'm not because I'm not into guys. And it can be as simple as that. And it'd be a, a quick moment like that. Or, you know, it becomes their business in a different way, you know, and it can be a, a, a much larger conversation where you find you sort of understand that it's their business. But until that point, until it becomes their business, I don't think there's any rush. I don't think there's any rush. Joel, I love hearing you talk about this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it must be so soothing for people to in these positions to listen to you talk about it. Well, <laughs> I certainly hope so because Kim Shi, we are rooting for you and we love you and we love that you love women. And I hope that you're I hope that you get laid so much 
after you break up with your boyfriend. I oh, hope you, yeah. Oh, oh I hope yeah. It, I and hope, I, hope, I, hope I hope you write you us a long uh, description it. of it. I hope you give me <laughs> such. I want every fucking detail, every <laughs> single scintillating detail. <laughs> mm, okay. Good luck. Good luck. Should we move on to our final, final call? Oh, That's my crazy. God. That's crazy talk. But yeah, I think we should. I think that's the thing that we should do at this moment. Let's do it. Dana, please. Please, Dana. Hello, humans. <laughs> I have been reaching out to old friends in the pandemic. Um, I've been writing short emails, leaving little phone blurbs, just saying, hey, I hope you're okay. I hope you have work. I hope you're safe. I hope you're healthy. And I want to send a message to a guy I slept with. 10 years ago. He's guy A. He is still really close with his ex, guy B. I slept with them both. I hate guy B. He's a monster. But guy A is still very close to him. And I have a feeling if I reach out and say, hi, how you doing to guy A, he's probably going to let guy B know and ask him if I called him too. And I don't want to do that. So should I dig deep into my humanity and call both and be good natured or should I be a psycho and only call guy a knowing it will cause drama maybe that I'll never have to deal with, but it'll be known. Love you all. Goodbye. Wow. What a diplomat. Can I just, yeah. Can I just start off by saying hello humans is unacceptable. Yeah. (laughs) You must make a choice. You must make the choice. That is what we ask of you, okay? You We've trained all of our listeners. They all do it. They've all made their choices. Hello Humans isn't going to cut it next time. And and don't think I didn't notice that in this episode, almost every single one started with Joel. Oh. <laughs> is, that, is that what happened? Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Joel put the order together because Joel didn't actually is more responsible than me. And uh, strangely, every that. episode, <laughs> every every single fucking call and email started with Joel. So hmm. interesting. Guess I better um, do more work for the podcast that we both do. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe sometimes. <laughs> this is a real singing heavy up. I love that about us. <laughs> um, so what should we name this guy? This little ABC, this little counting boy or alphabet boy um he's, a, he's kind of a slut he slept with both of them mm-hmm. no denying that <laughs> alpha slut soup <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that <laughs> joel fully laying down <laughs> laughing at his own joke throwing his head back it couldn't be funnier <laughs> i hate that we do this on zoom and you can see the intimate parts of my day where I'm just this is my lay down time okay this is my lay down time I'm wine o'clock vibes wine o'clock I'm about to have a hard kombucha before we record our next episode so wow get get ready for the next tune into the next episode Um, wow Um, okay alpha slit soup Um, here's the thing (laughs) it is so funny to me that you have presented this dilemma as though this is something that is required of people all over the globe to do right now. Like it is, it is, you have created a problem uh, for yourself in, in yes. by, by doing this, because the answer, the, the one option that you don't include in this is just send nothing to anybody, to neither of these, these people. <laughs> That's an option that sort of uh, absolves you of, of, of any blame and all the trouble. But I get that this is a nice thing. I get that you're doing a good-hearted thing. I guess I just wonder, like, um, why would this person bring it up? Like, I don't tell any... Like, I'm not like... Guess who I heard from? Like, I, I guess, like, if, if, if it was, like, a, a big ex or something like that, but it kind of just sounds like you both... Like, you just fuck these guys. Like, yeah. it's not some, like historic charged relationship that like endures or something it it seems to me like you could absolutely contact one and not the other and Mm -hmm. if the other one that you hate is upset who cares good yeah (laughs) you hate this person absolutely good 
I, and I think like in the same way that you have created a problem for yourself, I think you've also created an opportunity for yourself because we're all so bored. You know, that's why you're doing this. You're bored and you care about people. Just send it to guy A. And mm-hmm. if the the chips fall and drama ensues, then you got something to do with your Tuesday. Oh my you god. Know? I got I got in like the most mild of disagreements over Instagram DM like three weeks ago. And I'm Juicy. still riding that high. Baby. Yes, baby. <laughs> my heart rate immediately, because like everything has been so like, you know, there's the biggest trauma of our lives happening. But then the day to day somewhat uneventful Mm -hmm. uh just being inside in your room all the time so to get in a just like a petty fight it feels like something from another universe and it was amazing it was so incredible i texted i mean the the fight i would say lasted one minute but the way that i talked about it (laughs) you would think that we were in like a days-long fist fight yeah Give yourself a favor and do it. Yeah, that's the kind of joy that you could be bringing to your own. And and I, I honestly think that it's in you. I think like you calling sort of you even starting this Hands Across America project that you, <laughs> where, where you where you want to contact every rando you've ever interacted with with some good cheer. Like, I think that in and of itself is you like attention and I think you like you will love negative attention um, in this way. And like, what a freak if guy if guy A does communicate to guy B like, hey, did you get um did you get a phone call from guy C? Like. What a freak on his part, you know? What a freak on his part. Yeah. I said it. Like why would what you why a freak why on his part? why would he, <laughs> why would he communicate that to guy B? It's a, you sound like a trio of freaks, honestly. And I say that with love. Alpha slut suit. I say that <laughs> with all the love again, in my heart. I can't emphasize how much Joel is laying down right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very comfortable calling you guys a trio of freaks. And but look, um, we're a duo of freaks, so yeah. we're allowed to say it. We take back the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are sort of we're we're salt and pepper, and you guys are the Dixie Chicks. The Chicks, are, Joel. the Chicks, oh, the Chicks. <laughs> I my bad, cut that out. Cut this whole thing out. Can you please cut the last Joel saying Dixie Chicks? Yeah, Can actually, just that? cut out, cut Can out the word that? Dixie. <laughs> just say, just so, just cut out. Yeah, just bleep it all. Just bleep out the last 20 minutes. Just have the last 20 minutes of this podcast be bleeped. Has, has Joel Please. been asleep for uh, what part? At what point of the podcast do you think Joel fell asleep? <laughs> this is, listen, my mic stand is up. No, oh my I, God. Okay, I just took I'm a up. screenshot. I will post. <laughs> I care. I work too hard. We all work too hard. Sometimes you got to lay down. Sometimes you just got to lay down. And, you know, what better way to lay down? I don't know. I was going to try to transition to the end of the episode because we are done. Yeah, um, this And is we it. have been done. We've been done. <laughs> I think we ended on you're a little trio of freaks. Um, yeah. So the episode's been over for a couple minutes. Um, but if you want to be part of the magic... Uh, <laughs> please call us at 323-334-0371 or email us at urgentcarepod. Send us your question. Urgentcarepod at gmail.com. Come on. What don't did be, I say? Don't, you just said urgentcarepod. You didn't give them the, the domain. And listen, yes, of course we're Gmail. Everyone's Gmail. But don't leave out our Yahoo sisters, our Hotmail sisters, our Outlook sisters, Okay. That was absolutely uninclusive of me. (laughs) 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 I am not inclusive. Uh, I'm an inclusive. You are an inclusive. Inclusive. (laughs) It's the female version of being inclusive. It's like actress. I'm an inclusive. I hate it. And I hate you. No, I love you. I love you guys so much. I love you almost as much as I love producer Dana in the booth. Ryan, engineer in the electronic booth, July, Colin Anderson, everybody at Earwolf. We love y'all. We do. We we do have to stop. We have to stop, though. We got to stop this recording, and I'm going to stop it as soon as we finish this song. I'm not ready to make nice. Nice. Thanks. (laughs) 